Pod Clubhouse. Win, 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 win. Fuck everything else. Win, win. This is Aisha with Pod Clubhouse. And this is Ashley. Hey guys, we are back to discuss Netflix's hashtag Black AF with yeah. our second podcast. Ashley, are you excited? Super excited for these next two episodes. Yeah. Really so, oh yeah, that's right. We got two <laughs> two episodes to cover in this mm-hmm. one podcast. So. Let's get into it. How do we feel about these mandatory hip hop classes? Uh, Joya, <laughs> Joya, and the the hip hop classes. I feel it's it's fantastic. It's essential for self care, <laughs> making sure she doesn't kill anyone in her family. <laughs> we're not. We, we don't have any bias at all. Right, others, right, right. We have none. Yeah, none and, at be, all. and before we pop off into it, I, I just want to make sure that our audience is aware that a lot of this is our own opinions and it, based on experience. There's some thought behind it, but it's there's definitely going to be a racial conscious conversation happening i just want folks to know that it's going to be tastefully done so absolutely uh-huh. thank you for thank you for reminding us about that <laughs> definitely all our opinions only people we are very much enjoying the show and episode mm-hmm. two is simply a light-hearted fun hilarious episode i mean for sure absolutely i enjoyed it thoroughly <laughs> joya was <laughs> Quite some, I'll tell you that. Once we got started with the episode and seeing the, their dynamic in the morning, I got to tell you, I saw a lot of myself in that. <laughs> Me too. I mean, you? you know, well, we're both Zumba heads. So <laughs> getting those serotonin levels up is essential, especially as women and women of color. Absolutely. Particularly. Absolutely. We love, we love to dance. Mm-hmm. But I'm, but a little bit deeper, maybe a little bit for me, like in my mm-hmm. parenting. <laughs> gotcha. And the way that... He said, "Your mother is sleeping, or she's sleeping." So that I'm, I'm, I'm letting I'm letting America know that I might sleep. I might sleep a little bit. Yes. And when she came down, she's like, "Who's ready for breakfast?" And they're like, "We are." Forty five minutes ago, I just thought that was just that's great, right? Yeah, I saw myself. I was struggling. Like, should I even bring it up? You know what? Oh, for sure. Forget it's, it's it. A, a mother's sleep is so sacred. You know, like it's just thank sacred. you, Ashley. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. If everybody just realized that we would be in a much better place, I'm telling Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. So they're really just kind of getting into their their day. You know, the kids are getting ready for school and the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm just I'm laughing because, oh, our poor pops is just like not feeling great. So he's got to stay home. (laughs) He's so tired. He's so tired. (laughs) He needs to take. Actually, he had to take the day. Oh, the day. The day. He's like, I'm going to take the day. (laughs) <laughs> and it was totally fine. But he was like, do you think this is a good parenting move, bro? Like, right. He's like, absolutely and, it is. Yeah. And then we sort of go back and forth with Drea about her role. And she's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a kid. You know, these are my parents. But she's really got so many sort of adult responsibilities. And it, it's so funny to see her kind of juxtaposed against Barris's like lack of, I guess, his lackadaisical kind of parenting style. I exactly. Kind of he didn't even know which school they go to. <laughs> right. He's like, take them to the right school i mean what is this is what you're good like what else are you good for right now you know like really oh man it was it was great and and the episode is titled because of slavery too i love how there's sort of this continuation and and in the beginning we see that he's supposedly still trying to sell his chain so there's this continuity that's taking place it's establishing that the themes from the the first episode are still Mm -hmm. present and and resonating in the second episode so i really like that yeah there was that nice oh yeah for sure it's a very smooth uh sort of transition from the first episode yeah in a very subtle way which i love very true yeah Yeah, super subtle. subtle 
Um, so Drea, I was thinking about how she's sort of engaged in a discussion on her role in the family and how she's sort of the grounding force for her parents. And yeah. it's it's interesting how she interacts with them and then her younger siblings. And then she kind of gets into this beef with Chloe about just being, I guess, this just sisterhood beef or whatever. And she's the and the thing is, she's mature. You know, yeah, she, for sure. She acts like and I made the mistake myself saying she was the older sister. She acts like the oldest sister, right? She does. She does. So Chloe, Chloe's just off in her own world. She's doing mm-hmm. whatever she does. And so Drea kind of pulls everybody together. And that's why she's such the perfect person to be the narrator of this show. Right. right. And it, it does go back to my original question about, well, why did Barris choose Drea in particular? And I had a conversation with a friend yesterday about that. And, oh, tell me. And he was like, it's because she's the only one with sense. <laughs> Like, she's the one that has the most sense. And I was like, okay, I can see how she's kind of seen as the the more level-headed character. And so, of course, you know, in terms of the narrative of the show, she's the one carrying forth the the commentary. But we kind of get a more, we get more of an expose of her in particular in this beginning part. And it's so funny, I think, with her doing this documentary, right? She's Mm -hmm. exposed to... All of her parents' real, real inner thoughts and dialogue. Right. right? Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Think about how strong you got to be to listen <laughs> to your parents be 100% real about how they raised you, <laughs> yes. how they are currently raising you. That takes a lot of a lot of maturity to, right. to handle. And, and I love how they prep her for the story of their young parenting, oh, you know, stop. of Chloe oh, and, that was oh, so boy. Funny. <laughs> was, that was that was hilarious. Their first experience taking some Molly when they <laughs> yeah. were 22 years old was right. And was it Molly funny. or was it ecstasy? I didn't catch. They it. said it was Molly. Like, they said it, Molly. Mo- that okay, was, so yeah, because that was what there, they were you know? trying to decide of whether they were going to take for the lunar festival, the butterfly festival, <laughs> or whatever. Right. They were trying to go to that provided so much comic relief for this show mm-hmm, for this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh my! So then we bring up some stereotypes, right? Mm-hmm. About drug deal drug dealers and, oh yes oh goodness and the armenian character that they have playing their sarkis <laughs> and how he was like well they scary you know like which mm-hmm. is hilarious at the farbucks that at the farbucks right which he had to go lot. of course you know being this 40 year old man he want to go get some uh some molly for their festival and he goes and has to deal with the shady stuff but mm-hmm. in reality we find out at the end of the episode that that's not even how kids are even buying their stuff <laughs> <laughs> they're way more so what, what the hell are we do it over here they're, they're way more ethical As, than <laughs> the actual I'm old school you, the, way fu- of doing the, things. the children are a future ashley they, they are. truly are they, they are. really are they a have future. the honor system i mean <laughs> i mean we'll get there but that's that was great <laughs> yeah exactly so this episode was just i think it was one of those one of those great episodes that you have that kind of just fleshes out your characters. I enjoyed this one more a little bit more than the first episode just because yeah. it was it was lighter and it and it had some really really funny moments that we have already mentioned and and kind of right. getting to getting to know the uh, kids a little bit more as well, you know. For sure, yeah. What did you think and about it? So, overall, I think the episode did a great job of giving us more like you said character development and the the children in particular like Cam's way of communicating with the family and his quote-unquote fibbing 
<laughs> about Miss Lady. Is, That's it. Yeah. And and they're like, he, something's wrong with that kid. Because nobody <laughs> and, believed him. And there's so many there's so many little moments where they insert things that come back later. And I really like that. You're listening in the early on to all of these different things take place, all the plot development, and then later it really comes back full circle, which I exactly. thought was well well done. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I was thinking about okay, so when they come into this whole lunar butterfly festival and they get okay. going, I gotta say that as a parent you know i get that you some you just sometimes you got to get out you got to get oh, out yeah. you got to have some fun especially when your kids are are older and you've been a parent for 20 years right. like they've been or close to 20 years you know mm-hmm. they just got to go so as they get to this this festival and they are wilding out like they oh man big time <laughs> uh, joya I was living her best life and I, I I'm dying at the moves that she just she put she putting everything out there on the floor right and and it, the funny thing for me was the setup of it because honestly at first I was like are they for real they're seriously gonna go to this thing like this is this is I'm like okay I'm watching this like I really wonder how this is gonna play out and you know they got tickets to go and I didn't even consider any of the other kids, you know, being no. there. Actually, I didn't even think of it at first. Until. And then they, they go on the drug deal with Danny, which who, by the way, I forgot his name in the Danny. first episode. It's Danny, yes. the Jewish yes. assistant. assistant. Okay, Danny. So Danny's Danny. like, I have a guy. Yeah. But he's scary. And I only like I only go to this guy when I really need it. Exactly. And He's the Armenian guy. And so we get this sort of like description of Sarkis, the Armenian guy with the Gucci belt. And it's <laughs> and it's so funny. My favorite line was when um, at this point when Kenya Barris goes and here we are looking at each other, stereotype to stereotype. Stereoty- exactly. I'm there living life like it was. It was so well done. It was really funny. And really then, funny. then it just kind of sets the stage for them going to this festival. Even Joy is like, you guys are just some pussies. Like, I'm going to go do it myself. Like, I'm, I'm, she's going to jump out of the car. I do it. And I was like, oh, my God. He's like, oh, no, you ain't leaving me with these six kids. <laughs> right. It was hilarious. Um, and I can and hear I my mean, husband say the same thing. Like, nope, right. let me go. And, I don't, and, I'm going to be and, left. Yes. And Sarkis is legit scary looking. And it, but it's so stereotypical. <laughs> like the, And I'm I'm almost sitting there like, I shouldn't be really scared. Like, that's <laughs> that's me. That's a, that's me saying he's scary because he looks scary. Okay, because, yeah, right. Okay, you know, well, like, well, where's your Where's your stereotype? Now, check your, right. check your, your, exactly. stereotype, your, your yeah. stereotype there. Oh, my God. So I'm sitting there like, the whole reason I'm sitting here looking at Sarkis wrong is because I'm stereotyping Sarkis. Exactly. So here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Lo- so I'm- it was a moment. It was great. Definitely. The fact that the show forced that response, it just it goes back to the the brilliant writing of the show. It's well very well put together. So I'm really impressed with that. I, I totally agree. I love that. That was great. What else did you find super interesting about the second episode? Did you have any other like oh great I love, moments where you just were yeah. like, I love this part? Okay. The part that I really, really dig was the double down ethic that Joya explains to Drea. It's a blackjack Ooh. term, you know, like I was like, oh, please oh, do, down. because I am not, yeah. a, I am not a, um, a gambler. <laughs> well, it's a, it's, so it's got, it's got, it's definitely a blackjack term, but it's okay. also used in the political realm. So whenever okay, you yes. are, you know, debating or you're trying to win an argument or, or um, propose a particular stance or an issue, then even if you, there are potential holes in your argument, it's more, I guess, uh, savvy to become even more resolute on the bid. Like mm. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna admit that I'm wrong. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna act like that didn't even phase me, and I'm just gonna like really dig my heels in. Gotcha. So okay. I thought that was that was a brilliant way for Joya to sort of describe 
her way of communicating with with Kenya to yeah. you know to Drea. So how I thought she that lived, was, how she's gotten yeah. through this marriage. <laughs> yes. those, are her, like, those are her secrets. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, she really letting. Wow, she's giving her all the keys to the kingdom. Exactly. I was like, she's like, oh, you got it. Yeah, right. think, yeah. So I and was like, yep. at first, she's like, I don't know if we're gonna be okay. I really don't think <laughs> we're gonna have a good relationship. So uh, that was cool. That was mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, I like that. I really do. You know, hey, you gotta, you got to do what you gotta do when you have been married right. for twenty plus yes. years or close to it or whatever. You know, I was, I'm mm-hmm. thinking. They're what, like maybe 18, 19 years or something are coming up on it. Because mm-hmm. if they said they were 22 and they had her yeah. and now he's 40, I'm assuming something like that. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying she probably, you know, you got lots of bag of tricks. You got lots of tricks in your bag there after all those years. And I think it's something that comes up consistently in the show, too. And you're wondering, is she doing that intentionally? Yes. So she admits, absolutely, I'm doing it. I'm doubling down. <laughs> she is and a I- intelligent woman, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. She knows absolutely. what she's doing. Yes, yes. None of, none of this is on accident. <laughs> I'll, and, and, you know, it reminds me of back in episode one when she goes, you know me, I'm Petty. I'm Petty, right. <laughs> and, and don't hide it. Do not, right. She ain't hiding nothing. So. Oh, my gosh. So they're, so they're at the festival, right? And, you you know, we're thinking about uh, Joya's dance moves. And I feel like I sell drugs. And she goes, you look like it. And they're like, touch my face. Oh, like, baby, all these you, you look so good. Oh, my God. I was laughing. It was that is definitely oh, yeah. a moment where you're like, you are way too old to be up at this place. Way. And the, the what I love, and we we talked, we did briefly mention the use of the soundtrack to oh, sort yes. of uh-huh. to, to sort of cue and signal moments in the in the show. And I think once Megan Megan the Stallion's mm-hmm. cash shit comes on, mm-hmm. it's like okay, generations cue Generation Z, enter <laughs> Chloe, perfect, <laughs> and now Chloe and Dad meet, and it's like the meeting of new and old school, and it was just amazing and so i just felt like right there with them in that moment of awkwardness right could you can you imagine you walking into <laughs> let's just go back to young ashley oh my goodness could you Woo. be how would you be at eight let's see 18 19 and you walk in and you see your dad at a oh place. no i was definitely on the scene at 18 definitely oh and in springfield massachusetts my my roommate and i would drive up to massachusetts and go party at this one club and we're from connecticut so it's only like a 30 minute drive to the club we were going to but if i ever saw my family there it would be mortifying oh, like God. what are I you doing here die. this is not it <laughs> this is no, not it no <laughs> not it at all i would no. die no way no way so um, i am um i don't know if you know the viewers the viewers don't know or the listeners don't know but you know that my i'm mixed so i'm mm-hmm. half indian mm-hmm. and half black and my father's from india so if i ever ended up oh, in my some <laughs> club and he was there it would have been a very first of all that probably would never happen <laughs> let's be honest <laughs> Not and no. we can get into Mm-mm. being more mi- the mi- we can talk about being mixed too when we talk about joy a little bit later i'm sure we're gonna right. get into that too right. but and um i have i relate to her in a lot of ways mm-hmm. but um oh my gosh no i could not i don't know <laughs> what would have happened all i know is when i was young and my dad found something inappropriate i remember that was mm-hmm. the one time i got really 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 in trouble and i was a good kid i was good mm-hmm. i wasn't up in the clubs like you right <laughs> No, I'm so, just kidding. But I was a good funny. kid. I was a good kid. So when I got into that trouble, it, it crushed me. I was that. I was Drea. 
I, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was that mm-hmm. kid that kind of held everybody together and was looking after the right. rest of these people and trying to figure it all out. For me, I, I balanced a good, I felt like a good, healthy, I struck a healthy balance between Drea's personality and Chloe's. Okay, But good. The, the thing is, my family really didn't know about my Chloe side. Uh, it was kind of like, oh, when I go off to college, I can, you know, be free and be independent and experiment <laughs> right. and all as of those things. As we all that, should. As we all do, as right? We all as we do. As should, young yes. people do. And yeah. so I I found it intriguing that Chloe comes up on her dad. They, they meet and they, they face each other and they're like, are you high? Are you high? And no, both of them, high? right. Both of them like slowly separate uh-huh. and deny it. Uh-huh. The funny thing is later on, Chloe's the one who comes back and says, hey, dad, look, I lied. You know, I'm sorry. She confesses and she does the more mature thing. So did you, I did not expect that. I thought Mm-mm. Chloe was going to be harder than that, but she, right. you know, so that showed me that little bit of vulnerability that Chloe has. She really yes. is a mom. Mm-hmm. She is a dad, daddy's girl, you know? She is. She is. She and they go on sure. and talk about, you know, their different styles. And it's interesting because in their own way, like you can sort of see where in this fictionalized father-daughter relationship, Chloe takes after her dad in that that really eclectic kind of creative style. Like, oh, your hair is cute. I mean, I don't like it like it, but it's it's, <laughs> it's kind of cute, cute yeah. you know? And oh, I like your chain. It's it's not my thing, but it's it's good on you. Right. You know, like it was really nice to see that. <laughs> I love that. I really did. Yeah, that was a great yeah. part to have before the end of that episode. I enjoyed that a lot. Mm-hmm. Brought it all together. For sure. Can we talk about how... Joya was like carried out on the stretcher though. That was a moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Poor that was a moment. She, she was like, look at all these people looking at me. This is white gaze. <laughs> See all these people looking at me like crazy as she gets pulled out. It's like, no, that's not quite it. No, no, <laughs> you know? no, Joya. And it turns out, you know, to end to cap off episode two. It turns out that Cam wasn't lying in the first place. Miss Lady in the beginning, she actually did die. That was so And hilarious. so it, it was it was a funny moment where, you know, that all of the kind of the setup from the beginning comes full circle mm-hmm. and, and Chloe and Dad reconcile. Cam isn't so bad after all. <laughs> so ironic. So many different ironies there. Exactly. Episode two, good. Thumbs up. I definitely got that. Two I thumbs up. Two thumbs up on episode two. Two thumbs two. up, yeah, for yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. Let's move into the third episode okay. of Netflix's hashtag Black AF. This one oh, starts man. with some good, good oh, old yeah. Marvin Gaye. Oh, This episode truly covered some areas that were so new to me when I moved to Texas because really to to the audience. Yeah, I'm originally from Hartford, Connecticut. I'm from the Northeast. And so moving moving down to to Texas, right, moving to the South, I honestly, and I'm almost embarrassed to admit, I knew nothing about Juneteenth. I knew nothing about, you know, that culture and, and what it means to celebrate the real Independence Day for African American folks. And oh. so I learned about it at, at a at a as an adult. I learned about it as a grown person. And I really value the holiday. I love it. I, I didn't grow up celebrating it, but I think it's fascinating and beautiful. Right. And um Marvin Gaye, the funny thing about the Marvin Gaye moment, mm-hmm. he's singing the national anthem and it's but it, and it's Drea calls it the real national anthem, which I find interesting because it's not the black, black national, national anthem. anthem. I knew. <laughs> I was like, does does anyone did anyone catch that? This is not lift every voice and sing because the the black national anthem is lift every voice and sing. So I thought that was an interesting little plug. I was like, wait a minute, did Marvin Gaye sing the black national anthem? Because I was thinking to myself, 
And then when he started singing the Star Spangled Banner, I was like, oh, yeah, I was like you. I was thinking he was going to say something else. But it was funny. Yeah. I was like, well, he did. He did add a little soul to it, though. But I, and it's it's interesting. I had never heard that rendition of it before. So I don't remember it happening as a young person. But I, because I was very, let's see, I was in elementary school. <laughs> gotcha, and, gotcha. But I don't remember that. But I do remember seeing a clip somewhere of that game and him singing the, singing at the podium. So I do, and with the Lakers, you know. Right. Around. So I could, I do remember that. But it was just so funny because I was thinking to myself, okay, do I even remember that? But maybe right. it was just that, just that like. The visual of have of seeing that game, that Lakers game, that really kind of reminded me a little bit of it. And then hearing it, I was like, "All right, I love that." As they start, they're just all they're celebrating Juneteenth in their home. They they're having a uh, liberation feast. Yes, yes, <laughs> and right. Um, so they got the the decorations and everything. He goes all out, and you know, it's funny how you said that. You know, you'd never heard of it, and. Most black people in America don't celebrate. We right. celebrate. I've always grown up with it because I'm from Texas and I'm from the South. And so I've always mm -hmm. known about it. But I mean, have we celebrated it? No. And so mm -hmm. I, that made me wonder, I mean, is this something that we as a people should be really celebrating and really coming together about? What do you think? I mean, or, or right. do you think it's I, something I, that we've, you know, it's something we've neglected? Unfortunately, yes. And then I also think about whose history I've been taught throughout my, mm -hmm. my childhood and, and my my educational background, my upbringing, and just a, a general lack of awareness, unfortunately, for Black folks. It's a lot yeah. of um, change as you get older. Obviously, mm -hmm. you know, you, you as you get older and you learn more and you realize what 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 have I been taught here? You know, I mean, that's right. a whole other conversation, I'm sure. And it's there's almost a moment. I know for me, there was a moment when I really reckoned with my own sense of blackness and what it meant for me and mm -hmm. and what, you know, what resonated and, and what do I value and deem important. Mm -hmm. And it's I think it's lovely that Kenya Barris is like, this is important. Like we're going to do we're going to go all out. It's he's like, why would we celebrate independence if everyone wasn't independent or everyone wasn't liberated? Right. You know, it's it just it's a beautiful moment. And it, especially when the artwork by Knowledge Bennett comes in and he's sort of trying to make sense of it. Right. And what I thought was so interesting about that, that black square that jo Joya calls it, it's just a black square. <laughs> well, here's where that whole Whole perception versus reality comes in because he is trying to express how he perceives this beautiful piece of art and it's almost like a moment where you realize well there have been parts of my unique experience as a black person that I haven't been able to like explain uh -huh. but I know that it's I know that it's real just because I can't articulate it in a language that is understandable for others doesn't mean my experience isn't real that's that's amazing important yeah yeah and so I was like wow like he's really and he really wants her to get it like it's anti-gentrification like gentrification and it's I think the thing is too and this is where I'm gonna bring back my background mm -hmm. he says to her you know it's, it's your your folks that's the problem you know <laughs> She says, my people are the problem. She recognizes it, right? Yeah. In my yeah. situation, I'm not saying my people were the problem, but when you come from a mixed background, mm -hmm. you don't necessarily get that full black experience, right? Because she's mm. got, she lived a life of a biracial uh, upbringing. Mm -hmm. And so did mm -hmm. I. Mine was too strong two strong upbringings really my my indian side was very strong my black side was very strong i had both and i think i related to her in that way because sometimes mm. you don't realize what the experience is that we should have really taken from a certain situation right. i mean man i really didn't grasp all of that and am yeah. i teaching my children 
everything I should be teaching them? Or are they getting all of it? And then that's how the whole show, I think, progresses with the right. party. He wanting people around, you know? And it forces such great questions, you know, of ourselves and of one another, of how we like engage with what this all means. I think what's so important, and acknowledge Bennett, we meet him later on, mm-hmm. which is great. Barris goes, you know, the white specks represent assimilation and it's all about gentrification. And so he's making meaning based on the black and white. But then when Joya later meets Knowledge Bennett himself at the Liberation Party, Knowledge Bennett gives this beautiful like description of, well, all the colors matter because they all all bring together. Yeah, they're all together. All different parts of our blackness coming together. Right. And I just thought that was brilliant. That was so well done. Yeah, I love that. I I mean, I think honestly, if I saw that painting, I would like it. I mean, I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. To me, it was very beautiful. And I thought- Very, very. I thought it was really cool and and, um, eye-catching. Definitely. Okay. So as we get into this- This episode with Joya and Izzy, <laughs> mm-hmm. please tell me what I, oh Lord, I can't even. Are we going to go into the Izzy video? We're going into video? Izzy in, in her, <laughs> okay, okay. In her dancing, yeah. her live dancing. And as a mother at that moment, I thought that would be me Lordy, with my Lordy. hands over my face. <laughs> We've got kind of a tea chart of things, right? We've got the boys and the guys, the, the fathers and the sons, and we've got the mom with her daughters. Yes. And over here, Kenya Barris is like, I got I got the boys. They haven't showered in four days. <laughs> like, he calls them stinking little hobos. So, you know, and then, you know, here we have Izzy having her preteen fun. And so both sides are going through sort of a dilemma over how to parent their offspring. <laughs> This should have been, this is why I think we wanted to put these two episodes together, two and three. Yes, the parenting. Because the parenting Uh really kind of comes into play in both of these shows. I mean, obviously it's the whole series. Right. But the two of these episodes really just kind of solidify what kind of parents they are and how they navigate their crazy life. As a former teacher, an an educator, Mm -hmm. still an educator, I've encountered so many different kinds of kids and so I, I'm always like, you guys are parents and you see your kids, right? Like that's your benchmark for what's normative. But I've seen a whole spectrum of different kinds of kids. So when the boys are like, wizard school or Dothraki school? I'm like, yes, they're nerds. Like, I love that. I love the nerd <laughs> language. And they're like, what? <laughs> Where did this come from? And But they are so, they're exposed to a whole world of, you know, richness that, parents may not necessarily be aware of, yeah. you know, or be able to have that dialogue. So it was, it was so interesting to see the relationships between the parents and their kids in, in this episode. We cannot forget the new the new character that was introduced this episode, uh, Broadway, Mr. Broadway. Oh, Mr. Broadway. Mr. Broadway. So, Hilarious. <laughs> Kenya's, Kenya's friend from back in the day, still, you know, still mm-hmm. his, I guess his best friend. Is that what we, we call him? Yes. And then that we get this cool, I, and this is something I, something else I didn't know. We get this really cool sort of montage of celebrity men and their sort of BC list best friends mm-hmm. that are always around. And I'm like, I didn't ever even re- realize that was bestie over here, you know, for Will Smith and Drake and Jay-Z, you know. And so Mr. Broadway is his sort of, I guess, sidekick or his friend who's, you know, giving him different <laughs> different pieces of advice, Ex- etc. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that says a lot about our culture. It's like no matter mm-hmm. how how big you make it, no matter how much money yeah. you may have, you still got your, you know, your crew from back in the day. A1 since day one, yeah. Right. A1 uh-huh. since day one, exactly. <laughs> 
So that's how we normally do. So that that kind of made me like, I was like, okay. But he was a little trifling trying to drink out of the, the oh my goodness. orange juice and, <laughs> uh, and take their mail. I was like, uh-uh, no. Doing too much. So, yeah, a little too much. bit too much, Mr. Broadway. So he's he's quite a character. I, I have a feeling he we have not seen the end of him yet. So No, and I, I do enjoy how we can see so much of ourselves in these characters and <laughs> it's it just resonates as so realistic believable they're very believable yeah that's that's the reason yeah. why they bring them in i mean they want they want to be able to show like you know you got one like you know you got right. a friend everybody like everybody has this. one you know you yes, got a friend everybody has one as the boys are interrogated by by Kenya in that scene that was meant to uh, mimic oh menace, menace society. society yeah I was like yeah. <laughs> I was like girl I almost forgot that movie yeah that was so crisp and and, and hilarious and he, he's like Drea goes he even got my camera crew to shoot <laughs> it in exactly, exactly the same style so good I was like you gotta be kidding me <laughs> I literally went back to thinking about me and my crew when we were in college and how we used to say that same those same lines I'm not joking that's great I was like. <laughs> I remember looking at my friend and go, you know, you done fucked up, right? You know, you fucked up. <laughs> like, I remember saying that. And I was like, it's one of those lines that I've always right. had. So yeah. when I saw that, I I laughed out loud, literally. It's a cult classic. It's, cult, it's exactly, cult classic, exactly. Sure. You cannot, you can't forget. You cannot forget right. that scene. So mm-hmm. after after these hobos take their bath. They put on each other's clothes. They are mess. I was like, <laughs> that Euro they, fit. I was like, right? <laughs> He's like, she, he's like, you know, I feel like I, it, it just fits me. And, and if our dad spent more time with us, then maybe he'd know that. Wait, and it was just. What is there? It's a two year age difference. Yeah. It's, it's not a large gap. She's um, had how many kids? Let's say, okay. So it would be like 18, so 18, 17, mm-hmm. 13, eight and or nine and eight. Or is he 10? And then there's and, baby Brooklyn. And who's like three. Good Lord, this yeah. woman been pregnant forever. Man, For- all that postpartum. And yeah, right, all that, <laughs> That's all a lot. That. So all yeah, so anyway, so the boys are the boys are a hot mess. So uh, no, Kenya, you didn't do your job on that front. So we're gonna move on to Joya and the the girls. And right. I don't uh, necessarily know she's doing her job either because <laughs> she never really covers what her concerns are. Which I think it's okay. I mean, okay, so we do have the whole bad bitch season commentary from Chloe. Yeah. And I get the culture of that. I don't necessarily agree with just the lack of structure and boundaries for age, particularly that age group. Because to be honest, she's quote unquote acting up. <laughs> right. So her, her act up video, she says, okay, I took it down an hour later. I love the fact that she's actually way more entrepreneurial than Joya is willing to give her credit for. She's thinking, oh, she's just being, you know out there and Chloe attributes it to to, this is the way things are now. Mm -hmm. And then Drea goes on about feminism. Mm -hmm. And so those lines cross. But then when she actually sits down with Izzy, Izzy's like, oh, I took that down. Like that was that was a non-factor several hours ago. I just don't want my content to get stale. So really the the real issue is her sort of like pre or pubescent adolescent transition you know like she's going through what normal adolescents go through right absolutely but i still think it's a great opportunity for joya to be like hey but i just felt uncomfortable with this i think this is yeah she didn't really ever say that she never said yeah i don't agree with but you know what she's always Mm -hmm. portrayed herself as that mother that because she said she's like well of course i have to like like when chloe was in her bathing suit oh yeah of course i have Mm -hmm. to like that instagram Mm -hmm. because i'm her mother and i'm a feminist and i have to support anything she does Mm -hmm. so but do you really no but you really don't i know right you don't right (laughs) i know i thought to myself like really 
I don't know. Right. <laughs> I mean, okay for you, but uh, right. No, some, my mama wouldn't. Sometimes my mama you would gotta not. check these girls. I mean, yes. come on, you know, not just and, girls, boys too. Don't get me mm -hmm. wrong. You gotta check of all of them. I say that because I'm a mother of only girls, so that came out <laughs> very easily for me. Check those girls. <laughs> So, but, yeah, but I do mean I have, everybody have, needs to be checked. Everybody. I'm not a mom yet, but I do have some girlfriends who are boy moms who are very adamant about raising their sons well. And I applaud them for that mm -hmm. because it, it can turn into a double standard of sorts, you know. Yeah. But I love, like I said, I love this side by side that we get of dads and sons and mother and daughters, daughters yeah. the inner sort of comic relief and, and the, the different moments that do occur. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. and it, it is sad that our black females young black females in this country mm -hmm. are portrayed in that way that they are portrayed oh yeah the adultification the, the adultification yeah the adultification mm -hmm. the, the, they're portrayed mm -hmm. in that way where they're just supposed to be they're they're, they're supposed to be mature they're supposed they're supposed to act older be older right. than they are look older than they are and that is just and that's the truth. That's what's happened. Why I saw so much of perception versus reality in this episode, okay. because, you know, it's all about perceptions and how we assign meaning to things. Okay. You know, yeah. Young girls being perceived as older because black girls are seen to look and act older than their age, you know. And so that was so it just really stood out to me, especially when it came to Izzy. But I'm really glad that I, we got to see her open up to mom mm -hmm. and, and show her vulnerability and why she was unwilling to visit her friend. Yeah. And it was just mm -hmm. so innocent, just yeah. So and, and so it turned innocent. into a, from the outside looking in, turned into a moment where Joya was like, "That's not what I originally thought it was going to be. Right. That's not what I perceived it." And so the reality is different from my perception. Right. I like that you brought that in. Definitely perception versus reality in several different ways. There. Yeah. It is hard, I guess. As you know, you always want to be on the cutting edge of what's happening, mm -hmm. how culture changes, right, how, right. you know, how you're supposed to, it's hard as a parent to go from the way you always think you're supposed to raise your kids to mm -hmm. the world that you actually live in right now, how you can change, how you're supposed to change and evolve and get a little bit better and know better and do better. So it's a very, right. it's, it's always, it's difficult. I mean, for anybody, Definitely. you don't even have to have kids to know that that has got to be a difficult thing to do as an educator for you relating to your students and they always kept me up to speed always i would i mean it was great i was i was having a conversation with a friend about this i was asked you know how did you stay up to speed with everything and and all, really what i tended to do in my classroom and what i still do to this day with my uh with students that i serve and teachers i work with is i just try to ask questions about what i don't understand and i'm willing to kind of understand that i have a way that i frame things a way that i perceive exactly. things but what does that really mean collectively and to you that i look at it through that that's lens, amazing that's a good i'm gonna i'm gonna mm -hmm. use that i'm gonna definitely use yeah. that because just keep like you said just keep asking questions i mean mm -hmm. there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with asking a question and Right. And knowing better, doing better. I know I keep saying that, but that's kind of how I yeah. really feel, honestly. <laughs> but I, in my mind, I keep going back to the painting. And when Knowledge Bennett comes back to, to Joy and says, oh, I'm actually the artist and I can tell you what this means. And so it made me think about how a piece of writing or a piece of art and actually coming back to this entire show so far, you know, from what we've seen being Kenya Barris exposing himself and really critiquing himself and saying, I am showing you the reason behind all of these other shows like Blackish and Mixed-ish and, you know, all of these different things that he, all the different pieces and things that he's done. Mm -hmm. He's really exposing a lot of what is behind the artwork 
You know, That's the artist true. is the only one that can truly tell you what their intention was. I love when they it. Yeah, it. you're right. You're right. So I, I, cool. I agree with that completely. He's he's opening that curtain that he's the wizard behind that curtain. Oh, right? yeah. So yes, let, for let sure. Him, letting us see <laughs> and make our own decisions and make our own like uh-huh. come up with how right. we how we view all of this. So I love it. And yeah, we, we totally get to decide. We totally get to decide. Which is wonderful. <clears throat> that's why we all so different. I mean, we got it. And that's why we're all going to bring our own our own things to this table when we decide discuss this show which i love you know both of us have different oh yes um, ideas I, I think it's wa- and, it's wonderful yeah. <laughs> so and of course we'd love to hear from you know anybody who's listening you know you guys listening mm-hmm. out there let us know how you feel like what are your perceptions right. of the show and how you feel about it too like tweet us and can i do a quick shout out sure, yeah, to the, the facebook group that's talking about the show has been so cool and it's been great to read the commentary on there and it's also jogged my thinking about different aspects of the show that i hadn't originally thought about yeah. so i thought that was neat yeah good great commentary happening on the facebook group. i love it yeah <laughs> go find that facebook group y'all and just like mm-hmm. check it out there's probably gonna yeah. be more popping up i'm sure i mean this as this as the show dropped what two days ago friday yes um mm-hmm. friday the 17th if for people who are listening and they may not be listening right when we've done this it's april mm-hmm. we're in good old coronavirus quarantine times here so <laughs> right we are, um you know <laughs> we're trying to get our minds and our hearts off this stuff that's going on all over the world so this show is coming a good time to really kind of focus us on some of the more important things that are out there that we mm-hmm. got to think about and also give us a little bit of light laughter. Don't you think? Absolutely. I do. I do. It's very welcome and much needed. Exactly. Well, you guys <laughs> join us again for our next podcast. We're going to cover the future episodes of hashtag black AF. If you haven't seen the show, check it out on Netflix. I know if you're listening, you're probably already watching it or have watched it all. So Stay with us, and we are excited to have you. Thank you so much for listening. This is Aisha. And this is Ashley. Bye, y'all. Thanks. Thank you for listening. This has been an original Pod Clubhouse production. Pod Clubhouse is a podcast network dedicated to encouraging collaboration among podcasters and friends to bring a fresh voice and diverse perspective on a wide array of content. Please visit and leave a comment for us at podclubhouse.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast feeds on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at Pod Clubhouse. Our DMs are always open, and we'd love to hear from you. Pod Clubhouse.